Welcome to the Lewis and Broad podcast, streaming from the corner of Lewis and Broad Street here in LaGrange, Georgia. Lewis and Broad is a storytelling podcast where we share the lives and tales of people and local organizations from our small town. My name is Leighton Parker, the director of Lewis and Broad, and here are your hosts, Pastor James Goodlett and Pastor Jan Tolbert. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lewis and Broad podcast, episode number one. It is exciting, an exciting day uh, here at Lewis and Broad. Who would have ever thought it? It's it's surreal. My name is James Goodlett. I'm Jan Stewart-Tolbert. We are the two pastors here at First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange, Georgia, and we have no idea what we're doing. It's good to go ahead and confess your sin early. Let's just do it. Let's just name it for what it is. This is our first go at this, aside from a dress rehearsal. Right. But we are here in our studio on the, I guess this is the third floor of the Broad Street Building uh, First Presbyterian Church broadcasting to you from the corner of Lewis and Broad Streets here in downtown LaGrange, Georgia. Welcome to all of you. We are so honored that you would actually listen to us during this inaugural broadcast for us or podcast. And we're just going to dive right in and tell you a little bit about about what's going on. Like we said, we don't really know what we're doing, but... We're going to settle in and tell you a little bit about what Lewis and Broad is going to be, why we're doing this podcast, what it's all about. It is today, as of the recording of this, it is Monday, November the 9th. We're releasing this on the 11th. Our fearless producer who is sitting to my left up here, our director of Lewis and Broad Media and our director of student ministries as well, Leighton Parker. She will be putting this together and releasing it on Wednesday. She's got us all squared away up here. And like I said, in our studio, we've got candles lit. We've got lots of water. We've got some coffee. we got some peppermints. We've got everything we need uh, to, to do a good podcast, James. Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do this. This is actually the, the day after, the day after... Our church opened up for its first in-person worship service since March the 8th. It was eight months to the day since last we gathered in that sanctuary. So we're still kind of processing a little bit of that, aren't we? Yeah, and I think you did the math on that, and it ended up being like 40 Mm -hmm. 40 weeks. No, not 40 weeks. 40, yesterday would have been the 40th worship service. 40th worship service. Right, right. And why is that significant? Well, 40, you know, just has a lot of uh, biblical implications. And uh, we saw that yesterday in the sermon uh, from Genesis, but also exile. That's right. We think of the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And I know for a lot of folks, uh, these weeks and worship services that we have been away from the sanctuary have felt like exile or wilderness. But it felt good to be in the sanctuary yesterday and to see a lot of familiar faces. Not not everyone was able to be there. 
but we'll see more familiar faces this Sunday. Yeah, you can follow this church at fpclagrange.org. You can see any past sermons. You can also find all of our Lewis and Broad posts, which we'll be talking about. This podcast will be linked there at fpclagrange.org slash Lewis and Broad. But it was, it was a very surreal day, and there are probably a lot of folks out there who are listening who may have been going to church for a while during this global pandemic, or maybe they have not yet returned. It did feel very wildernessy yesterday. Although there were so many uh, points of uh, celebration with the baptism mm-hmm. and with little children's voices uh, praying the prayers, uh, it was very heartwarming. I think it's just strange to have people sitting in the pews in masks with, like you say, 80% of their face covered. Yeah. Because uh, we, you know, we look at each other in the face, we look in each other's eyes, and we can really see where a person is in terms of uh, feeling joy, feeling sadness. And it's hard to read. It has been a strange year. 2020, which I said yesterday, when you add 20 and 20 together, you get (laughs) another 40. The number 40. 2020 has been strange. I feel like that's a cliche that. People are saying left and right, but it's true. And let's also name something else. Uh, We've named the global pandemic and what that has meant for the church, feeling very, like I said, wildernessy, very exiled. We are also two days removed from a new president-elect being named. And for a lot of people who are listening that may be very exciting news for a lot of other folks that may be a cause of great anxiety. Our country is so divided. Very much so. I mean, that was evident uh, as the votes came in almost right down the middle. And a lot of people voted a A lot lot of people voted. I guess for me, um, it reminds me as much of as any time as in the Vietnam War era when people were so divided about where our nation should be in terms of uh, that, that particular war. Yeah, so it's an interesting time to do what we do as pastors of the church and to be part of a church. And this podcast is in many ways unapologetically churchy. But at the same time, we want it to be a forum for conversations that feels like an open system to anybody. Yeah, we're not going to teach theology too much here. It's going to be an open forum. And we're going to have different kinds of guests. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. But we wanted to to talk a little bit in our first podcast about why we're doing this. People might be listening thinking, What in the world are James and Jan doing? They already ask that question. A lot. A lot. (laughs) A lot. But we wanted to tell y'all, for those of you who have never heard us or listened to us before or don't know us, a little bit about where our hearts are in this, why we're doing this. And I think it's telling 
that we're doing it in the year 2020 yes. when a lot of change is taking place. Now, in our world, in the church, changes were already mm-hmm. happening. There were statistical declines in the number of folks who were attending church and really across the board, any form of organized religion. If, if you want to do any kind of research into that for yourselves, I would invite you to, to look up the Pew Forum or Barna. And they have all kinds of resources out there about what's happening. But what you were seeing was uh, fewer people who are interested in any form of institutionalized, organized religion. While on the flip side of that, you had more people who were indicating that they were religiously unaffiliated. And those people are called the... Nuns. The nuns. If you don't know what that means, we're not talking about how do you solve a problem like Maria, sound of music, kind of (laughs) nun with a habit. We're talking about N-O-N-E-S's. So basically, if you were filling out a survey and it asked you, are you Christian, are you Muslim, are you Buddhist, or are you none? More and more people were bypassing all the organized forms of religion and checking none. Now, that is not to say that people are not interested in spirituality or considering the possibility of the existence of a higher being and tapping into that sense of spirituality. It just is looking different now. Very much so. And as somebody who's been at church work for many, many years, I can tell you that we spent probably, uh, in my ministry, the last 20 years, um, kind of beating ourselves over the head, like, what can we do differently? How can we do this better? What are we doing wrong that the numbers continue to decline? And unfortunately, what we did a lot of was we did more of the same. We just tried to do it harder and uh, to no good effect, which is why it's exciting to see things like Lewis and Broad, uh, which is a, is a totally new thing. And um, with a great opportunity to reach people in ways that... Uh, um, a revved up Sunday school curriculum was never going to reach people. So that's why I'm so excited about the possibility of what's going to happen uh, with Lewis and Broad Media and with this podcast. Right. So those numbers were on the decline. Things were changing already. And nothing we could do was going to stop it. And then on March the 13th of 2020, (laughs) the world shut down. And all of a sudden, it was like we were in this pressure cooker trying to figure out how to evolve or to use our language to reform. Right. How do we adapt to this new space that we're in? And so a lot of churches, and maybe you're part of one, scrambled to figure out live streaming technology and zoom and we could go on and on and on with stories about churches or how we personally have struggled with that but 
we were just trying to adapt and figure out what does it mean to be the church in a time such as this. And then you had, because of COVID, these, these trends that were already happening, they accelerated. Yep. I mean, as I've told many, many people, if we think that once we reopen, that people are just going to... Just put on their uh, blazers and ties and walk back in the sanctuary. That ain't happening. I mean, some people will, but... Right, but not in the numbers that you would expect exactly. or have seen in the past. So what we're going to see in the future, what we're predicting is that those trends that were already happening with fewer and fewer people who were really actively involved in organized religion, those trends are only going to continue. In fact, this pandemic has only accelerated them. So what we are trying to do is figure out what all this means to unpack it, to be real about it, to to vent our frustrations, to name where we are excited, and to see where it goes. And that's, at least in part, how this podcast started, is that we wanted to figure out different ways for us to tell stories of good news that are happening, that, that's happening here exactly. in LaGrange. And we can speak a little bit about LaGrange because LaGrange is an interesting community. LaGrange, Georgia, that in many ways is, is, is similar maybe to the, the city or the town where you are listening from, but it's also very, very different. What's been your experience of this city well, LaGrange, I was familiar with as a child because uh, we would sometimes come over here to shop at a very popular clothing store called Mansour's. And uh, so I, I've known about LaGrange forever. But working here as a pastor uh, is a giving, a very giving uh, town. It is your quintessential southern, small southern town, smallish southern town with a lot of uh, growth and other things happening. Um, downtown churches, downtown businesses, thriving downtown right now. Um, yeah, it's it is a it's an interesting town. I've been here two years, so I moved here after I served a church in Alabama for eleven years, and came over here in November of. 2018 and the thing that appealed to me about this the city is it is in many ways like a, a small town it's kind of like cheers where everybody knows your name right but then it has these features that are very unusual very different very we have a great wolf lodge here which is a a national water park kind of chain right it's a resort so shout out to Great Wolf Lodge for any of you who have visited there. It is a really, really cool place. We have two breweries, which I will just say right off the bat, I enjoy quite a bit. Wild Leap Brewery and Beacon Brewery. We have an amphitheater here that is brand new. Brings in some great talent. Great acts here at the Sweetland Amphitheater. And 
This, I believe, is the smallest town in the country with a full-sized symphony orchestra. The arts are huge here. The arts are. And also, you don't have to drive around very far just to see the architecture of public schools and other buildings to know that there's something unique about LaGrange. It, it is huge. And a lot of it is bolstered by a local foundation called the Callaway Foundation. A huge history. The Callaways here in this town in manufacturing and and it's one of the largest foundations in the state of Georgia and it supports it's it's very local in the way it uh, supports this this community so it's unusual makes so much possible that you would not find in a town of similar size but we also have our small town issues our small town problems there's no perfect community no there is a railroad track which literally, quite literally, divides this community. And it's very telling how when you drive along or, or nearby that railroad track, there are pockets of immense poverty here in this town. What struck me when I moved to this town was that there are, and there's no way I can back this up, I, it's just a feeling. There are, it feels like, more nonprofits oh. per capita in this town than anywhere else. Yeah, I can't share any data with you on that, but it definitely feels that way. It's unbelievable. There are so many organizations here in this city that are doing really amazing, amazing if work. If a need becomes identified will not take long until someone will take up the mantle and see what can be done, whether it's a warming shelter, whether it's feeding, clothing, housing, uh, medical care. Just when a need presents itself, uh, the goodwill and the benevolence is, is always there. It's, it's really a beautiful thing, but it is a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> it's hard to know where to, where to steer people. Where to begin? So there's this local publication that's called The Street Beat, mm -hmm. and it basically lists all of the nonprofits that are in town for somebody who's looking for help. And it's, it's an amazing list. But when I look at it personally, I don't even, like you said, I don't even know where to start. I don't even really know what's going on. And it came to our attention that we, we're not sure if there is any real entity outside of the street beat and aside from being on email lists or being plugged in in some way that's really communicating what's going on with these organizations, telling their stories, because these are really powerful stories Absolutely. that need to be told. Absolutely. And uh, just, sometimes the name doesn't give it away. Like we have a nonprofit here called Harmony House. And if that's all you know, it's hard to know exactly what ministry they're about. They're a, they're a domestic violence, a women's shelter. And uh, so important uh, to have such a place. But hopefully, part of the reason that we're doing this podcast is to put story, to put narrative around the names of some of these nonprofits and help you as listeners understand um, what's going on in the community, yes, but also maybe ways that that might happen in your community or ways that you might get plugged in 
in this community to some of the, the great work that's already happening. Absolutely. Our work as a church is to communicate good news. Absolutely, it is. But what we realized in a meeting, it was a meeting in May, we had this group here at this church called the Vision Team. And their work was to kind of come up with a vision for what the church is going to look like moving into this new moment in history. And we were having a conversation about a organization that meets in the fellowship hall of our church in which church members are actually involved. But people on that vision team, some of them didn't even realize that it met or that those church members were involved. And that's when the light bulb went off. Mm. We were like, whoa, there's something here. Somebody needs to be telling these stories, these powerful, powerful stories of good news here in LaGrange, Georgia and Troop County. Somebody needs to be advocating for these organizations because they're really... In, in a world where it feels like all we hear is bad news. That's right. In a world, as we said earlier, where we feel so divided. In a world where, goodness gracious. Gosh, James, that is a sermon right there. I, you're you're I, preaching. I don't want to be preaching, but <laughs> I, I, it, it feels like all we hear is COVID this and COVID. You know, we need Absolutely. some good news. We do. And so we wanted to be the storytellers for that. And so we came up with this idea of a podcast of telling the stories of good news here in LaGrange. And hopefully those stories will resonate with you no matter where it is you are listening from. That's, that's our hope. And we can together go on this journey of telling good news that's happening maybe not just in LaGrange or Troop County, but wherever it is. We would love to hear from you about what's happening in your own communities. And we can bring them, bring those stories here to this podcast. People need to hear some hope. And there's plenty of it out there. It just does not have a forum. And let's face it, if you're a small not-for-profit, your marketing budget is zero. And so that's one way I think as a church we can be helpful to these nonprofits is is to help tell their story. We were in a staff meeting this morning, and we said that people are actually, like me, who are anti-Christmas music before Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm ready to play some Christmas music now because I need some hope. Yeah, I'm ready to light a candle. We got some lit right here in our studio because we need some hope. And so that's what we hope to do, is provide you, the listeners, some hope, some good news. And we would love to hear your stories of hope and good news from wherever it is you are. You can... Again, contact us via our website. Our producer and director, Leighton Parker, will be happy to be in touch with you if you have stories that you'd like to share. But that's what we're doing. We're leaning into this new age and telling these wonderful stories. And sometimes good news, let's be real, it is heartwarming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a hard truth to hear. Sometimes it's about justice and righteousness. Sometimes it may rub us the wrong way. One of my favorite theology teachers always said, the good news is always bad news before it's good news. And so sometimes you're right. You've got to hear the stories that are painful 
um, to get to to get to resurrection, to get to the place of good news. So that's a little bit about what we're hoping to do with this podcast. Each week, we'll actually, on our website, fpclagrange.org slash lewisandbroad, we'll have a story up that will in some way lead into or supplement our conversation on this podcast. So we would invite you to be paying attention to that. Which brings me to what we're going to be doing here in the very, very near future. Next week for podcast number two, we will have our esteemed mayor, Jim Thornton, here on the podcast to tell us a little bit about LaGrange, about his experience of this community, how it's very similar to other communities, how it might be different. He has been very involved in this city. He was on city council starting in 2009. He has been mayor since 2013. He is an, a devout Methodist. And he's probably been integral in some of the nonprofits that, are, that we're going to be sharing their stories. Absolutely. So we're excited about having him on next week and hope that you will tune in. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. So we're looking forward to going on this journey with y'all here from the heart of the Deep South, the corner of Lewis and Broad Streets in downtown LaGrange, Georgia. Again, if you want to contact us or engage us in any way, go to our website. We'll look forward to entering into this conversation with you. And so until next week, we hope that you will remember to make good choices and always, always remember who and whose you are. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on Lewis and Broad. Make sure to visit our website at fpclagrange.org slash lewisandbroad where you can read our articles and subscribe to our show in iTunes and Spotify. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time.